Everyone, welcome to Cover 2 TV. You might notice something slightly different. Uh, Jenna isn't wearing a hat. Um, I think that's probably all the things that anyone will notice. Um, yeah. We are now a podcast as well as a YouTube channel. Uh, so we hope that it sounds much better than it has sounded before. And you can um, actually hear me. That's the other hope. Or not. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. The, the one issue I have with these microphones, and I love these microphones, is I can't read the agenda because there's a big fucking microphone between me and the agenda, uh, which is a little bit of an issue. So if you see me glancing down, YouTube viewers, um, and looking for my agenda, then apologies, that is what's happening. Um, we can now see it. Uh, we're going to look back at some of the main talking points from week six, Jeno. Uh, no steel this week, as you can tell. Uh, we've replaced them with two microphones. Um, okay. With- same amount of hair. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're going to look back. And first of all, you know, I want to know why you're an idiot. Right, so I'm an idiot because about two weeks ago on this show, I said the way to beat the Jaguars was to play great defence and run the ball and just keep it and keep and don't let them have a chance to score chunk plays. Um, which is right. That doesn't sound like you're an idiot. Sounds sounds perfect. And then when I was originally doing the pick him, I had the Dallas Cowboys to win. And then a shit out. Decided to go with groupthink, went, nah, the Cowboys aren't beating the Jaguars, everyone will have the Jaguars, this will be a stupid pick, and changed it back to Jaguars, and I'm an idiot, because, as we all know, the Cowboys absolutely blew them out, pretty much playing the way I said they should. Yeah, so so what you're basically telling me now, Jenna, is that, y- yes, you are an idiot, but you're, you, you, you're not an idiot, idiot, you're a very clever idiot. I, no, I'm saying I'm worse. I'm saying I'm a bigger idiot for just being a fucking... Shithouse. Yeah, for being a shithouse, which is one of the things I hate the most, is a shithouse, and that's what I was. So I think that makes you a bigger idiot when you can see something and you go against yourself. Yes, I agree. You are an <laughs> idiot. Uh, and I'm an idiot because I've kind of thought the Oakland Raiders had turned this shit around. I've backed Gruden from sort of week one to week six. I did start to wonder, you know, last week whether the Raiders were actually going to do anything. This organisation, this franchise is in fucking turmoil at the moment, isn't it? I mean, Gruden didn't have the best roster in the world. He has taken the best player out of that roster and it has completely fucked it, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I, secretly I also picked the Raiders to win this game, but I just thought that might be one of those weird London games where like the team that's terrible somehow gets the win because it's in a new city or whatever. Um, no, it, Derek Carr was playing absolutely terrible. He threw two passes over 10 yards. Two that's the, that's passes. The that is incredible. I mean, even if I was in the NFL, I would attempt to throw the ball twice more than 10 yards, and I can only throw about 12. I I, I would hope I can throw the ball more than 12. It wouldn't be a tight spiral, <laughs> I'll tell you that. It, it, would be, it, would very, it would very much not be a pretty pass if it, I was to throw it. It would be that Conor McGregor shot put, have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is the thing, I mean, Melvin's talking about at the cornerback for the Raiders is how, like, you know, they're asking him to do different things and yeah, the, the, the talent on that roster, Amari Cooper, talented player two years ago. He was absolutely superb. Year before that, he was superb. Last year, not so much. This year, he doesn't look like the same player again. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, these experienced guys, they are experienced, but they're just old and slow, which is something that you can't be in the NFL. Um, this is what we had the warning, like me, me and Steve were going against you. You, know, you, you saw the light, you thought you'd see in the light with the Gruden, but we were saying, you're getting older and slower. That's the opposite of what you want to do in the NFL, if any sport is based on speed and youth, it's the NFL. And we're looking at some, there's players who... When when they had the big run in, was it 2016 or 15? When, Two years ago. Yeah, when Derek Carr was, just before he broke his leg, they had the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. 
Um, Amari Cooper looked like a good. He was, I think he was a rookie then. And he looked like a good young player who's going to, you know, step out. That's just never happened. He's just become a jag. He's barely even a number one receiver, and that's how he's playing right now. And I think by the end of the tenure, it was clear that Michael Crabtree was their best wide receiver. Mm. They got rid of him. He's now actually doing very well in Baltimore, and you're just seeing a lot of things that a lot of the roster moves. And then there's all the blaming. Gruden seems to be qu- quickly be blaming McKenzie upstairs. You know, they're talking about taking Dedrick James, who eventually went to the Chargers, and he was like. Well, I couldn't take a safety because they took a safety in the last two years and I wasn't allowed to. And it's kind of like, that's bollocks, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. And even you look at it and you start thinking to yourself, I think the rumours were that they wanted to get younger and they wanted to get faster and they wanted to get energetic and athletic when they get to Las Vegas. But the fact of the matter is, the youth that they've had, you know, high draft picks from the last two years, all right, not Gruden players, he's not giving them experience. So they might get young players in for when they play in Las Vegas, but these are going to be green, you know what I mean? And they're not going to have any time on the field. And at some point, what are you trying to do here? Are you going to coach up these young lads and and prove that you're a good coach? Or are you just going to keep trying to teach an old dog new tricks, which is what seems to be happening at the moment? For them to not even be there in Las Vegas anyway. I mean, he's talked about how, you know, they're not tanking this season for a high draft pick. Well, I'm sorry, it kind of looks like you are. <laughs> and it kind of looks like this, that those 52 players that were left after Mac was traded have gone, we've well, got no belief in us to win now. So what are we going to do? Yeah, um, I, I think the, 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 this is a long-term thing. But the project with Green is a long-term. He has a 10-year deal, which is just, again, ridiculous. But he, um, Belichick's not even on a ten-year deal. Have you seen that website that's popped up from Oakland yeah. fans? Yeah. Amazing. So if you've not if you've not seen that, it, it's literally counting down the days until uh, <laughs> Gruden's contract is over. Yeah, but I think so. What you've got to say is judging him now. I mean, if you give him a ten-year deal, if this season's a write-off, this season's a write-off. You need to stick by it. <laughs> and see what happens. Is there improvement next year? Is there improvement the third year? I think that's the way you've got to look at this with Gruden because this year he's basically blown up the whole roster. Mm. He's trying to take over control of everything from the front office down, which, again, if you're going to give a guy a 10-year contract, you've basically said that's what we're willing to do for you. So I think that's the way they've got to go and you've got to accept that this season's going to be a wash. There's nothing that there's nothing in that team where you go, I like that. There's not like a young defensive back Derek Carr like would be the only one there push. who you'd think to yourself at least he's got at least he's got the quarterback and he's not playing you know Gruden's supposed to be an offensive guru he's looking like a dinosaur at the moment you know he's not been able to get lads down the field as you mentioned Carr's throwing all these dink and dunk routes and short routes for five six yards and they're not getting the running game Marshawn Lynch is, is injured at the moment and one of the issues you mentioned it earlier Geno for me is that O-line and who's the offensive line coach Tom Cable and where was he last year the Seattle Seahawks and how was their O-line last year well it was fucking shit <laughs> it was one of those things wasn't it they always said oh our O-line's terrible Tom Cable's working wonders with that O-line for it to be even be this good it's like no his job's to make that O-line play well he's the reason that's why the, look at the Seahawks offensive line this year it's actually much better Seahawks are starting to actually run the ball again something we haven't seen since Marshall Lynch was in the Seahawks uniform so, again, Tom Cable. Looks like a bust, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so there we go. That's we've, we've talked a little bit about it, and obviously the Seahawks beat them uh, 27-3, and it wasn't they didn't get a field goal until the last quarter. It was a pathetic attempt at coming over here and showing how to play NFL by uh, the Oakland Ra- Raiders and John Gruden. Uh, next, we're going to come on to one of your topics, and you wanted to talk, I think everybody wants to talk about the Patriots and the Chiefs. This game was 
maybe the AFC Championship game, uh, you know, a, a precursor to that. Fuck me, did it live up to the bill and like. Yeah, it was a great game. I think it's it's a game where... You, you, you went a bit Steven Gerrard on that then. Yeah, you know, it's a great yeah, game. Yeah, um, it's a great game. Oh, that's a That's terrible. That was That wasn't Steven Gerrard. That was Darren Farley. Yeah, <laughs> Steven yeah. Gerrard. But yeah, uh, no, what happened was we seeing two good teams going on. I think we've all established now defence isn't a thing in the NFL. Like, the worst thing that happened in that game was to them to throw 70 yards to Tyree Hill to just have that bomb. Because it was like... Thanks, lads. That means we get the ball back and we can just milk this clock and we will win this game. I think everyone felt like, like that when the three minutes come, Brady's got the ball that there's only one winner here. So I think when you look at this game, you've got to break it down to the three defensive plays made. So you had the two picks, mm. one by um, Dante Hazard and the other one by, I think it might have been Harmon, but don't quote me on that. And then Tom Brady's fumble. I think that two beat the one. That's kind of how it went. And I don't know why Tom Brady was dancing around in a pocket for like 10 minutes. Just throw it away, mate. This is why you... That's what you normally do. I don't know why you did it. This is like, you're usually the best at just going, not here. I'll throw it away. Like, usually tells you. I just kept running around the pocket and I was like, oh, no. Oh, and then he fumbled it. But um, I say, I think the difference was the two interceptions early in the game and keeping it to fear goals early. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at it and and the Patriots stormed out to a a good lead on the Chiefs and the one for me was that that Hightower interception because that's Belichick's scheme doing a young quarterback and I think they are the 24 and now against quarterbacks of Foxborough who were under the age of 25 something ridiculous like that I mean Belichick knows how to beat rookies and, and you know first year starters and stuff but that Hightower one what impressed me is he told me that he was doing a blitz because he goes in and then you lose him and then he comes out and both picks I think I'm right in saying were on routes to uh, Travis Kelsey plays that were going to Travis Kelsey uh, yeah, I, I, I think, think so. I think they both were, and I think that's probably something that you know Belichick's looked to try and try and do as well. Well, obviously, I think looking at what the Patriots scheme was, it was take away Kelsey, take away Tyree Hill. Yeah. Now taking away Kelsey worked. Taking away Tyree Hill yeah. in the first half did, and the second half didn't. He just went off because he was just running past people. He just he's that fast. It's what can you do kind of thing. And um, I think schematically that's what we do going for because I think what Patriots want you to do. And there's, listen to William McGinnis talk about this. It's don't give up big plays, which we all know about. And it's say, can you go 10, 11 plays down the field? Mm. And what we found in the first half is they could, but they couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah. Second half, we were getting burnt by those chunk plays. Those chunk plays were happening more and more and more. And that was why I was worrying. That's why suddenly it had that big swing where Peters went from being massively out in front to suddenly we were level and it was just going to be who has the ball at the end. Yeah, and it and quite often comes down to it, but it, you'd always feel like Belichick puts his team into position so that it is them that has the ball. And, and you know, it's mad the way that it works out so often mm. that he ends up with the ball with a couple of minutes to go and you think, well, that's this is the GOAT about to do GOAT-ish things. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't use that lightly. Tom Brady is... By far and away the greatest of all time. Yeah. Like you know, there are there are no other goats yeah. when it comes to, when well, it comes to the NFL. It. I, I, I know you remember people start using well, see the goat, see the goat. There's only one goat. There can only be one. It literally means the greatest of all time. It means the ultimate. And we know it's Brady. And it's not because he's the most physically talented quarterback of all time. Because we might be going on to him in a minute. But it's the other side of um, NFL. It's no one to check it down. It's no one situational football. It's no one how to eat the clock and eat the clock until you've only got to then run slightly to the left just so Guskell gets it on the right hash mark. It's just no one that situational football and being able to read defences. 
he doesn't do it in the way Peyton Manning does because it's not as much um, showmanship, which Manning used to admit was showmanship just to try and confuse the defence. But he reads the defence better than anyone else that's yeah. ever been in the league. And then it's that idea of, I've never beaten... Well, he's literally seen everything now, yeah. hasn't he? He's in a position where he's talked himself on the Peter King podcast a year ago of, why would I quit now? There's nothing you can show me that I've not seen. Yeah, uh, My body's still working. That's usually what you, you hear old quarterbacks talk about. It's, I could see everything, but my body just couldn't do it anymore. Whereas Brady, you know, he's worked hard on his body to make sure that his body still can do it. And that's where we're at. And let's let's talk a little bit about Pat Mahomes then. And, and you know, you mentioned it before. I think Belichick did scheme in particularly well first half. He was held for 14 of 23, 164 yards, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 46.3. Second half, though, Mahomes, that offence, really got a grip on what Belichick was doing to them. Um, turned it around 9 for 13, 188 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Second half, quarterback rating of 151.4. And you could see almost the respect that Brady gave Mahomes after the game. I mean, Brady may have sprinted the most he'd ever sprinted <laughs> just to go and speak to Mahomes. Yeah, um, I think I think we're all, we're all quite all in on Mahomes. He's actually showing everything you want. He's a bit of a gunslinger. But he's got that... He's, and a second interception yeah. was probably a little bit something that he'll learn from throwing it yeah. back across the field. But, like, it's the way he, he extends the play and he's finding people. And, again, you're in Andy Reid's offence. Andy Reid's offence makes most QBs look very, very good. It even made Michael Vick look good. And that's saying something when you're talking about throwing the ball. Um, and I think we all think that Patrick Mahomes could be the next star of the NFL. You know, Brady is 41. Rogers is like 36, 36. Rogers getting up in age, Breeze is 40. I think everyone's now ready, been waiting for who's going to be the next superstar. It's not quite going to be Andrew Luck because he's just not that type of person. So I think everyone's ready to crown Kermit with the frog. <laughs> I've been massively <laughs> impressed with him. I, I really have. Like I, th- I just think that this and the weapons that he's got make it so much easier. I mean, Hunt went for about 185 well, scrimmage yards. That is what I'd say. The schematically thing was they got Hunt much more involved. And once they got Hunt much more involved, then you can't take. Then that takes someone out of the um, safety help, and then that brings someone down. That's when Kelsey started running away from people. Mm. It was that bringing Hunt because they just got too many weapons. For you to take them all away, it's like you can make them play left-handed. But we've seen Mahomes throw touchdown passes with his left hand. So yeah, like, it's not that when you got that many players, it's hard to um, completely take everything. And, and you look at it, and I, I wonder whether had the game gone slightly differently. So I've got the quarter scores in front of me here. Um, you know, the Patriots get ten in the first quarter to the Chiefs <laughs> six. The Patriots get fourteen in the second quarter. The Chiefs three. Now, I think if I remember, I look. At, I was looking at the rushing yards. And Hunt didn't have a lot of attempts. He was at, he was rushing for about on average about eight yards an attempt. Maybe you're talking nine rushing attempts. Had they not fallen behind earlier, I do feel it could have been a completely different game because Reed could have leaned on Hunt a little bit more. But Patriots did what they needed to do, and they need and they got it into passing situations for the Chiefs. And they and you have to because ultimately you kind of have to bank on Brady scoring touchdowns because that's what he's done his entire career, isn't it? Yeah, um, offensively, like you can, they can try and try and kill the clock against the Patriots. I think that's probably the way we talk about how to beat the Patriots. That's, why the, that's how the Jaguars done it. They just kept killing the clock and not left. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Brady on the field. And Brady basically, and that's what the Patriots basically did to them. Yeah. And so in this NFL, we might actually look again more about is scoring as quickly as possible the right thing because it's kill it's killing your game plan by the fact of just giving them ball back and then they're just going to march down the field slowly and methodically to eat an all the clock and that's kind of what happens in this game. So I'm not sure. I, I think they're going to look up more Hunt if if we play them in the playoffs. I think they're going to run use a lot more of Hunt because I think that's really what opened the game up. And it was interesting again when I was listening to William McGinnis, he was saying that was the play that Patriots needs to stop. They said he said you know you need to take Hunt and Tyreek Hill away, whereas the Patriots went for Kelsey and Hill. So it's just quite interesting what the adjustments would be if they lent more on Hunt. Yeah, I do think it would be maybe a different game, but again, you know you've got to get the first score in that regard. Um, if if the Patriots march down the field and score a touchdown. You've either got to stick with it, and they were in a position where they weren't able to do that. So we'll move on to your next topic then, um, and it's Giants Eagles. And go on, well let, let 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 you talk about it first of all. The Eagles smashed the Giants by thirty four. Yeah, 30. this was another one. Why I had I thought the um, Giants might show something this game, but this isn't really mo- this most the Giants as a franchise, and it's come out this week that the Giants owner um, is it Mora. Has mm. been blaming Odell Beckham, saying you know he needs to be more of a leader. We've paid him all this money. He he's not doing things we want to do, and he's put a lot of blame on Odell Beckham. As like, are you missing the big black hole that is your offense? Because it's coming from your quarterback. Your quarterback can't throw the ball. I know people saying the offensive line is terrible. When your quarterback wants to run nine yards backwards and he's not willing to step up in the pocket and allow pass rushes to run behind him and get moved away by your tackles, they've got no chance. The whole problem is you decided this season to take Saquon Barkley, which, fine, Saquon Barkley is incredible. So if you think of maybe you get a QB next year when there's going to be less QB needy teams so you don't have to panic as much, I, that that's, makes sense if that's your long-term thinking. But for you to then try and blame it on Odell Beckham's crybaby attitude, which he has, I, I'm not defending Odell Beckham's attitude. It annoys me like it annoys everyone else in the NFL. But that's not the reason why your team isn't winning. No, your I, team isn't winning because you're hamstrung by the quarterback who was clearly finished. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you did say started the season that Nate Solder wouldn't solve that pass rush. You know, you said he was a good run blocker and stuff like that. But for me, everything that when the Giants get going, everything's going through Beckham, and and, and I don't mean 
every pass is going to Odell Beckham and he's getting all of the yards. What I mean by that is if Odell Beckham scores a touchdown, it lifts everybody. But he's not a leader in the same way as... Like... He's not your natural leader, is he? But when he's when he's firing and he's involved in the game, everybody's levels kind of come up. But I do think you're right. I think, you know, Eli Manning's play this season, last season, it's been particularly poor. But this season, he looks like even a shadow of what he was last season. And he's got one of the best running backs. Maybe a top three running back. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, let's say top five. He's got one of the best. He's got one of the top five wide receivers as well. He's got the weapons, and and I I I don't think Sherlin Shepard's a bad player. By the way, no. I think he's a good, he's a great wide receiver. Not great, he's a good wide receiver number he's, two. He's a very good number two. I think you look at it. You look at it in a league where look what Andrew Luck's got around him. Andrew Luck's got no, almost Bin nothing. Men. Got a shoulder that's hanging off. Yeah, he's still throwing for four hundred yards a game. It's a league where defenses can't stop anyone hmm. except they can stop the Giants. And the reason why you can stop the Giants is because Eli Manning is not willing to throw it downfield. Um, the weapons are there. With those weapons, I mean, you're going to say Juan Barkley, I mentioned to you, he's like a boxer, he's like a Ricky Hatton. He'll take two negative plays because he knows he's going to bust for 90 yards and absolutely take over the game. That's who you've got as your running back. I don't think the offensive line is bad at blocking, at, at run, run block. blocking. I don't, it's just not great at pass block, which is what Nate Solder is, which is what you know I try to warn people. Um, but the, when you, I'm got a quarterback who can control the game and who does not have the does not seem to want or have the ability to stay in the pocket and actually step up into the pocket and let this offensive line protect them. You don't have a chance in the NFL. You can't win that way. I don't think. And trying to stick by the quarterback, I think we're seeing more and more why he got benched for Geno Smith. That wasn't a, Geno Smith was outperforming him. That's why they benched him. It was just everyone knew Geno Smith wasn't a viable quarterback mm. either. So I think you, that's the black hole. I, th- I think Odell Beckham, because he's the superstar, seems to get too much blame. I think it's too easy to blame the guy who's very flash, very showman. But over well, ultimately, he doesn't have yeah. the ball every play. Yeah, and there's one guy that does. Yeah, and that's Eli Manning, and and maybe we should all be looking at that a little bit more. And you know, I I, I know Pat Shermer well from the you know the la- last year, and he managed to get three quarterbacks over the last couple of years playing to a high level. Three quarterbacks who hadn't the skill set of a of a of a peak Eli Manning as well. Like uh, I'm surprised that offense just it's not there yet. It's not there yet, and there's one reason why, and I think he is standing in the middle of it all. Um, tell you who's got a great quarterback. What a shit segue. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, and Green, the Green Bay Packers, even shitter when you say his name rather than the team, the Green Bay Packers, Chris, mm. have a great quarterback and his name is Aaron Rodgers. But, listen, I know he is probably one of the top performing quarterbacks in this league, you know, but in that game against the San Francisco 49ers, not enough has been said for me about how terrible the 49ers defended that last drive. I mean, it was pathetic. It's just, why aren't you playing balanced defence? The, the one thing you need to be telling your defence at that time is, do not let them get out of bounds. And they were catching it with no one near them. It's out of bounds. And we talk about their um, Packers wide receivers, they're all good, but they're not that great at separation. 
but they were having like three yards of separation to be able to catch it and step off the bounds. It was an abysmal defense. Yeah, nineteen seconds left. They got two. They got two plays off. Got about thirty yard, thirty odd yards out of it in eight seconds. Now, if you line your, you know, you do what you want, and you know what everybody thinks that should have been done, and what Robert Salah's defense should have done, and that is protect those boundaries, then they may not may not get another playoff, or you might. I don't know. What did they say? It's about sixteen seconds to get your field goal team on. Can if you keep them inside, can they get off after nine with nineteen ticks left on the clock, no timeouts? Can they get a playoff down the middle and get the field goal team on and get it kicked off before the play clock's done? I don't think they can. And Mason Crosby, it was difficult with the you know the, the pressures of last week. Anyway, he stepped up in this game, Mason Crosby, and was absolutely superb in it. And he obviously kicks the the winning field goal, but rushing on Mason Crosby after that last week and he's you know got about three seconds or something he misses that kick anyway even if they get it off there's an argument for that I think the argument of you're adding so much pressure because he's only got so little time because again you're trying to get there spike it run the field goal it's a very difficult thing to do I just don't understand the defence of allowing this to happen. It made no sense to me. I mean, we're not talking... No one's talking about 49ers being the um, Baltimore Ravens defence. But this was simple situational football of... You can't let them... Was it three catches in a row where they Mm. went out of bounds? You can't let that happen. You just can't. And, I mean, I don't want to get away from Rodgers because I've said... He took what the defence gave him. Yeah, he took what the <laughs> yeah, team, that's what the great quarterbacks did. Gave him, and also, as I said, he's probably the most physically talented quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, even in that first play, that got all the junk yards, which was just a run up the gut for like um, thirty odd or twenty odd, twenty yeah. yards. You know what I mean? His hamstring looks fine. Um, that he's a, no one, no other quarterback at the top quarterbacks I think can do that because I think the top ones are Brady and Breeze. I don't think any of them can do that except Rogers. But you can't let you just you have to play defense that keeps people in bounds, make a tackle in the center field, and then make them have to try and get on the pitch and kick a rush field goal. Which Mason, you never know what Mason Crosby's mental state's gonna be because we know kickers are all mental. Most of them, if you just slide them up and set them, boot it for fifty yards because you just keep yeah, doing it consistently. But it's that coming on the pitch, having to get, make sure the snaps right, things right, and then you get that one shot at it. It's not like the. Uh, they have to hit four or five to get one chance. If you make that in a rush situation, he's much less likely to be able to hit that than when he's got all the time in the world because you've allowed them to get out of bounds. That's it. Like, and, and, and listen, uh, you know, I thought Shanahan called a, a great game for the most part, but when it got down to the fourth quarter, there's about a minute left in the game. It's second and three. You've been running for about eight yards, a, a, a rushing attempt. They've not been able to stop your run in any way, shape or form and you throw it on second and three incomplete. That baffled me. And then you'd end up having to throw it on third and three because of that, even though I don't think you do. And then the in- incompletion comes from Bethard where he's just underthrown the ball. Like. Yeah, um, that was another thing. As Why are you going deep there? Why are you throwing on third and three? Why were you throwing it deep? That that didn't make sense to me. Just take the... the most defences will give you the three-yard pass or maybe the two-yard pass and you need to just spin round and dive for it. That seems to be the play to go for. I didn't get why they took a shot then. That just didn't no. make sense it, to me. No, it, it's mad because, yeah, you're looking at probably, I don't know, a minute and a half left, something like that. What's the, what's the end game here? You score, you've just given the best quarterback in the league, give or take, a, little, a, a minute and a half to go you, down the field and score again. You've got the timeouts. Yeah, so you've got you, the timeouts. You, you, you've got the ball. You milk the clock and slowly get up the field. And get a field goal. Yeah. And you're done. 
that's so I didn't get that. I didn't get why. Um, I mean, the second was just a bad pass play. I mean, I'm not. I don't really like going. Oh, he should have run it. He should have passed it. I think they, they should have run it at least one of those two attempts. But I don't really like second guessing that because we've seen what Kyle Shanahan is. And he goes for it. If he believes that he can beat you passing, he will beat you passing. Especially if the running games maybe stop working or anything like that. But don't be going don't be taking your shot on third and three. Take your shot on second down. Mm. Third down, just make sure you get that third down so that Rogers doesn't have any time to come back. And that's it for me. It was absolutely mental. So they're the, they're the main topics of the week. We'll get into our weekly pick on now. I'm just going to get it up on my phone. Um, there is one person that needs to do a dance this week who happens to not be here. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, see, we, we've all owned up to it. We've done our dances. I tried to do some kind of a handstand dance last week. Yeah, I, I did. I watched. <laughs> I was not sure what you were doing. I don't really know if it was a dance, but I went for it. And you've got to own this shit. Ask Beyonce. Um, so he I did nearly kill Steve. It was yeah, quite I, I didn't see his face and I didn't watch it back. I will watch that back to see what his face was like. I can imagine there was confusion. Um, a bit of sexual attraction. Oh, you think? <laughs> Poor lad, nearly got fucking ran over by my ass. Um, so we're going to get into it. Week seven starts with a great game uh, on Fox uh, Friday morning, one twenty a.m. for us. Uh, I probably won't be staying up for this one. It's the Broncos at the Cardinals. Um, two and four Broncos, one and five Cardinals. I'll go first. I'm going to pick the Broncos because uh, the Cardinals are shit. I'm going to pick the Cardinals because they're at home. That's it. When two shit teams play at home, that's it. And maybe you get a bit of um, Rosen, Rosen going, you should have picked me instead of Bradley Chubb. Like, you need a quarterback, Case Keenum shit. Or maybe they'll swap and take, put in Kelly, which I think is what everyone kind of wants, just to see what he is. But uh, that's it. Just maybe Rosen kind of has that game of, you should have taken me, you desperately need the quarterback in terms of down. Interesting. Okay. Um Tennessee Titans three and three at the four and two LA Chargers. We're on a bit of a march at the moment. I'm gonna go Chargers. I'm done with the Titans. I, yeah, just charge Chargers are actually playing very well. They're running the ball excellently. Melvin Gordon and Eckler. The two of them together are probably uh, they're the best. Getting, they're actually duo. getting more yards than Kamara and Ingram did last year, which is something to look out for. And also Williams just catching above seven brown players, just catching off the head. That was an incredible play. Chargers are quietly being quite good however they have just beat really bad teams so I'm not we're not totally sure I just don't I just don't think the Titans can stop that running attack to be honest with you I I mean I've got Gordon in one of my uh, fantasy leagues my word I mean the value I got out of that pick I mean I probably got him top end of the second round something like that and the points that he's racking up for me this season has been amazing. And I picked up Eckler in about the seventh round in another one or something like that. And he's getting points every single week for me. It's been fantastic, actually. <laughs> in fact, this week was probably the first time in about two years where all three of my fantasy teams won on the same week. I haven't really paid much attention to fantasy this year. And what that's... are you doing in the cover two one? I know what you did three weeks ago. You got snotted by me. And then the week after, I snotted Steve. Uh, it was you... very satisfying <laughs> I, two I, weeks. I, I'm about, I don't know, I'm middle of the road in that. In one of the ones I used to care about, I'm last and I've lost every game Delvin Cook just hasn't worked out for no. me <laughs> has not there's a lot of people who I had big expectations for and none of them worked and I've can't there's been times when I've just forgot like I didn't even notice um, I had Evan Ingram who's been injured, injured since like week one or whatever so I just haven't paid any attention once I won that league 
That was it then. You were done with just, it. I just rested on my laurels. Absolute. <laughs> what's that when you win the Super Bowl and you just fucking shit the next season? Yeah. Super Bowl hangover. A Super Bowl hangover. That's what Geno's <laughs> had in fantasy football. I didn't know it could go it goes to this level of the sport. <laughs> it, but it, it does. It goes high. It goes two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, um, interesting game actually for you because it's your Patriots at four and two versus the Chicago Bears who are now three and two and heading up our division. Um, with well, the best defence in our division probably at the moment anyway. You know, the Vikings defence hasn't quite been there. Um, do you think they can beat the Patriots with Trubisky at quarterback? I, I think they could. I think they got the defence to beat the Patriots. I don't think they will because I think, again, I don't think any of us are convinced by Trubisky. I mean, even when he threw the six touchdowns, most of them were shuffle passes. They were half yard throws. I don't see him being able to do that against the Patriots. Can the Patriots stop their running game? Because this is two young rookies who look bloody good at the moment. I, I, I'm not sure. I just think, I don't think they can, I don't think, I think red zone offense is what wins games. I don't think their red zone F1 offense is going to be good enough. I think there's going to be a lot more field goals and where Patriots get touchdowns. Over under? What would you give Patriots? I, I, I think we'll win by seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, I'm picking Patriots as well. Um, I think that I, I, I'm back on the maybe Trubisky's going to be good train. I, I, I stepped off, <sighs> uh, picked up the next one when I came into the station and I'm back on it after a week. Um, I like this young, I like this young bear side, to be honest with you. I, you know, the defence is fucking tremendous, which I always love good defences. And the offence has got some decent little parts there I, to I start and build on. It's a much better team than I expected. I didn't expect anything from them. And then suddenly they just get in that Khalil Mack. It stopped them from having a good defence as well as having a great defence by today's NFL standards. I think that's the difference. They had that absolute, they took that blue chip player, which has just raised everyone around them because now there's someone that offences need to worry about. Mm. Let's have a conversation about the defences. I think, you know, we, we kind of scared it around it in the first part of the show, Geno, but there's not many good ones this time around is the, the Bears are probably looking like the best defence in the well, league the Ravens are the best the defense. Ravens sorry oh yeah I'd forgotten about the Ravens of course they are um, other than that I think probably um, there's probably about on points per game about three four points difference between the Ravens and someone like the Bears as well there's a huge yeah. gap between one and two there it's basically I think I don't think it's the I think it's the Cowboys are actually number two not the Bears but I th- we're seeing this is what the rules have wanted but when you listen to someone like um, like Taylor talking, he always talked about how NFL defences don't really come together until after October. They don't come together until after all the films out there. All right, do you know what this is? Do you know what this look now is in um, Fly Sweet? Do you know oh, what this Maurice is? Jones drew this was, I think, rather than like Taylor. At least I've heard Maurice Jones drew say it. But they are mates, and they're yeah. on the same podcast, so maybe. Well, they used to be. Like Taylor's disappeared because of... Thankfully, he wasn't really good. I, no, I, I liked him, then, found out what he, then you found out what he's like as a person, and, you know... Sadly, that's a lot of people, and there's not mean to do about that. Um, yeah, but he's he's talking about it, and I think as well, William McGinn starts up the Patriots defense, and he just says it's just red zone defense and don't give up big plays. They, but the belief was always that quarterbacks can't go ten <coughs> plays down the field mm-hmm. and not make a mistake by fumbling or getting it picked off, and that's. The kind of way the defense has gone in the NFL now. I think we all just need to get used to it. I don't think it's going to change. I, I'm not sure it's it's quite as much of an epidemic as this season has shown us so far. I do think there are a couple of these. I think the Vikings' defence has still got the ability to step up. Uh, I think Jacksonville Jaguars' defence has still got the ability to step up and prove. Then they're not going to get to the levels maybe of last season, certainly not in points per game, because that's just 
been fucked for the Jaguars and, and, and the Vikings early on in the season. But I do feel like, you know, week eight comes along exactly what Ike Taylor and Jones Drew have talked about in the past where they've seen everything, as, as you say, and they'll start to step up. And once, that, once that's all on tape, they'll get better and they'll get stronger. And then... In fact, I was definitely listening to uh, Maurice Jones do talking about it because he he made a really great point. And sorry to reiterate something somebody else has said, but he was talking about the weather makes a big difference as well. When it starts to get cold in a lot of these states around America, then it makes it harder to throw the football first and foremost, which you start to see these running games getting going and the good run stoppers start to get involved. And it's going to be a little bit different, I think he was saying, for someone like the LA Rams where the sun's shining fucking 365 days a year. But in other cold places, and you know, non, non and domes obviously don't count in this as well, it does get more difficult yeah. for offences. This is what we've always talked about, why... Um seems like the Chargers have never been Super Bowl contenders because when they get sent outside over onto the east, they tend to lose because they can't handle the weather because, like, the uh, Coriel offense doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Dan Fouts couldn't just run, throw the ball around the world because it's not necessarily the cold, it's the wind. Yeah. Wind's what stops them being able to really get that nice tight spiral on the ball or absolute heavy rain so the ball starts sinking or deflating. <laughs> Okay, um, so we'll move on then. Bills at the Colts, two and four Bills, one and five Colts. Where are you going with this one, Jenna? I'm going Colts. I think I have two. Andrew looks playing a lot better than what you people considering his, considering his options. He's doing very well. He's changed his game. He's not, you know, he's not going to throw forty yard passes anymore. But that offense is starting to starting to motor a little bit, isn't it's, it? It's starting to go. I think the defense isn't as bad as it's usually we you know say with the Colts and this Bills team are just I think the garbage I know they've won two games they'll probably win a few more but I still think the garbage okay um Texans at Jaguars both three and three Texans sorry Jaguars have, have been absolutely snotted two games on the bounce in both of those games they've got away from the running game and the running game's not as good as it normally would be because Leonard Fournette's not there although actually that might be incorrect at the same yeah. time um, but when teams are forcing Blake Bortles to throw the football Blake Bortles has been making mistakes and this Jaguars team hasn't ticked they need to stop early and score early and they are built for protecting a lead and that's what the Jaguars haven't been able to do all that being said, where are you going with this one? I'm still going Jaguars. Because I know I've just said the way to beat them is good defence and running the ball. That's where I'm not sure the Texans are very good at running the ball. That's where I'm so I'm still going Jaguars because I believe in them. But this game could be 3 all. I mean... I... <laughs> just like the record's going into it. Um, I... Um, I, I struggled with this one and I've, I've initially picked the Houston Texans... I'm not going to be a shit house. I'm going to stick with my pick of the Houston Texans and nearly shit house it then. Yeah. Um, Detroit at Miami. Detroit. I, I don't rate Miami at all. And but what about what a great performance from their quarterback last week? <laughs> you believe in him, bro? I don't believe in Brock Ross, rather. <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, he's playing better than what Tannehill did. I mean, against the Patriots when he came in, he played better than Tannehill. So, but I think the Lions have got two really good wins. They beat the Packers and the Patriots. So. Are they a good bad team? Are they a bad good team? Are they just a bad team who just situationally was right for two teams in the league? I don't know, but I just believe in them more than I believe in the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can. 
I don't know if I can truly if, if Brock Osweiler I can't I can't back Brock Osweiler basically is where I'm going with this yeah. one so I'm going to go with the Lions I am going to back my Vikings over the New York Jets because uh, we're better than they are yeah that's I'm going to back the Vikings <laughs> as well um, Panthers at Eagles who's at home Eagles uh, that's, that's a tough game that um, I'm going to go Eagles because they're at home but I'm not even in my voice you can tell I'm just not confident by that pick yeah I think I think I'm right in saying the Panthers are coming off a bye week are they no they just they got beat by um, Washington Redskins oh yeah they did apologies yeah um, I've got yeah oh, fucking hell I'm on, I'm on phillips.co.uk bloody <laughs> shit adverts on this pick of mine they just take that off the screen off yeah, yeah they've, they've it's like nice one mate changed it again so they can do that so I don't know you've made it much more unusual. Uh, so I've got Eagles. I've backed the home team. Although I'm going to change that. I'm going to back the Browns at the Buccaneers. No, I'm not. Because James Winston's boss. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers over the Browns. Do you want to say that again? I was going to... I'm not no. going to say the boss thing again. I was, yeah, that was, that was one of ones. Like James Winston's boss. Are we, are we sure? He's not boss, but he's good enough to beat the Browns. I'm going to say. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going Browns. Okay. Saints are going to beat the Ravens, have that. At Ravens. That's another hard one. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Ravens because it's outside. Okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go the, 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 the Saints because we don't know what Saints offence is going to turn up. And if we don't know what Saints offence is going to turn up, I don't think Baltimore know what Saints offence is going to turn up. And what I mean by that is we saw last week Ingram return and Kamara basically giving the night off. Mm. Um, they've got so many fucking weapons. The Breeze can throw the ball every play if he needs to. Ingram can run the ball. Kamara can run the ball. Kamara can catch the ball out the backfield. I just think there's too many weapons there for a team to stop, even if you are the best defence in the league. Yeah, um, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win this game. I, I had Saints going to the NFC Championship, and I'm pretty confident in that pick. Okay. Um, Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins. 3-3 three and three versus 3-2. Three Washington Redskins. They're just a mediocre team who will beat bad teams and they'll just catch teams off guard because people aren't paying attention to them but then they'll also get smacked by other teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've picked exactly the same. Uh, I've picked the Rams to go 7-0 over the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is an interesting one. The 4-2 Bengals versus the 5-1 and one Chiefs at the Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. I'm sick of the Bengals. Again, the one time I went, all right, I'll be in on the Bengals this time. They go and play the Steelers and they get beat and they just remind me that they can't beat any big teams, that they are terrible. And people blame Andy Dalton, but he executed two perfect two-minute drills. Who are you blaming? Um, I wonder. You've never blamed this man before, have you, Geno? <sighs> well, Vontas perfect, you can blame him. Yeah, you can. You, you know. And then the guy who lets Vontas perfect do Vontas perfect things, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. This is why this team's just stuck in mediocrity because they've got a mediocre coach. Okay, uh, I've backed the Chiefs as well, and then uh, I think this one's probably quite easy as well. Uh, New York Giants at the Atlanta Falcons, the two and four Falcons, the best two and four team in the league, maybe the best offensive two and four team in the league. They've probably got the worst defense in the league. Maybe still about million injuries. Yeah, so I mean, who else getting injured this week? But I'm still going the Falcons. I, I just the better than the Giants. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, so, yeah, get involved if you're not involved, if you can get involved in the weekly pick'em, of course. Uh, we're not doing 
very well this season. No, I think me, I've been, me and you were like top three last season, and this season we're second. Um, I'm like seventeenth or something. I'm no, like a hundred odd points behind somebody. Page. <laughs> I think oh, we that's are terrible. Although more people have got in the league, we may have got a false sense of security last season because there was about six of us, and then <laughs> the fact that we were like number two and three. There was definitely like there was like. There was think, two pages last year. Yeah, there was, and now I think there's three, so there's next to pay. Well, I suppose that's it. We just got just ten new people down. who were better than us. Where's Harshal doing? <laughs> Did Harshal win it last year? No, he didn't. It was someone. It was Lee. Lee, Lee Reynolds. Harshal. Harshal fell off, and then this season I had luck for him. It's not good, does it, mate? Harshal. Where you going, lad? Where you going? What's going on? I, I, I am looking at you, mate, and you like third page. Third page, yeah. Third page prick. <laughs> <laughs> I only, made, only mentioned I was just literally the only person that comments on every video don't don't, don't, don't leave us mate um, and, and just because we're doing it as a podcast please, please still comment on the video um, and, and, it, and you know rate the podcast as well of course if you can five star rate it on iTunes that will help us you know break the top 10,000 um, podcasts which I'm sure that this that this is about the level of this podcast at the moment uh, but it has been enjoyable it hasn't been too in your face has it Jenna have you enjoyed using the new mics um, yeah I think people will actually hear me for once I that's think probably good or, or maybe not <laughs> who knows don't forget to like the video if you watch it on youtube please uh, get involved share it on your social pages channels whatever you know what i mean like it just subscribe to watch it there you go force your mate to watch it sounds thanks for watching we'll see you next time ta-da <laughs>